you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Flopkowski. Excuse me, joining me today. The, I mean, we already know he's the most frequent guest on The Master Plan, Connor DiBias. We already know that fact, though. I don't have to, I don't have to like, say it. So, per my promise, Connor DiBias is here to talk Boston Celtics. The season is approaching, Connor, and it is approaching fast. So, what does this mean for the Celtics? Obviously, we call, we, we talked a lot about Ime Udoka and that whole situation. But, that is really kind of, I think, secondary to what the Celtics are going to be doing this season. Um, since he's not going to be affecting really anything. So, Connor, why don't you start off giving us your general prediction, general just general thoughts... Very broad, um, broad takes. Yeah, the basketball's back. Preseason has started. We just watched the Celtics dominate the Hornets tonight. Uh, this is Monday night. We're recording this. Yes, Monday night football is on between the Niners and Rams, which is always a good night. Yes, it's it's Mitch Hill's maybe last start ever. But man, I value basketball overall just because it's the first time we've seen Kawhi Leonard in over a year, Jamal Murray in over a year, Ben Simmons in over a year. There's so much going on tonight in the basketball world that that this just it feels right that it's just back. That's where as a whole it's back. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. Um and I and I feel almost that I think for teams who lose in the finals, um, it's almost like you can't wait to get that next season started. And so the offseason feels so much longer. You can't you can't wait till your team can get back on the court. So you can get another shot at, at the title. I I almost feel like that's kind of been the vibe in Boston this summer regarding the Celtics. There's been a lot of positivity, um, a lot of hope, and I think high expectations too with that. But I think those high expectations again are warranted. Like I don't think that there's anyone in Boston who can say, you know, hey, I don't think the Celtics are gonna be very good this season. Um, I don't, think, I don't think very many people have been saying that, if any, that I know of. So it's been yeah. it's been an interesting offseason for sure. The Celtics looked, uh, watching that preseason game, I don't know if Michael will upload this, but a second one on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to that game. But um, in this preseason game, they this looked like the Celtics of last year. Obviously, it's an in-staff coaching hire and – the only changes were really players that fit the scheme, but they, they uh, through and through they looked like the same team. Um, the passing was good. They assisted on 
They have 41 assists, um, which is great. Uh, Seven different players had at least four assists. Incredible. Uh, Guys looked great. Even Tatum had an off-scoring night. They still won by 40. Um, The bench guys looked way better. Sam Hauser's automatic. Um, But... They still had turnovers. They turned the ball over 23 times. Yeah, that's a little um, too much right there. Jalen 4, Tatum 5, Smith 4, Brogdon 3. That's your top four playmakers uh, having a combined 16. That's bad. Uh, probably your top four highest usage players having 16. Um, and, and that's something that can't happen against other teams. But that's something we saw all of last season. Um, so you're not saying it's like disimproving. I mean, you could say they win the finals if they didn't turn the ball over at every moment. Yeah, I mean, um, I, think, I think that's very accurate. This Celtics roster has really taken shape, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, after that game, you can see the direction they're going. Um, for your guards, obviously, there's a lot of lot of players in that in that spectrum, but if we just do a roster overview, it's a similar team. You're looking at guards being smart, Derek White, Malcolm Brockton, Peyton Pritchard, um, seeing wings being Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Sam Hauser, uh, obviously Gallinari will also get a spot on the roster. Um, you're seeing Biggs be Rob Williams, who was injured for a bit, uh, Horford Cornette, who is injured for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, newly, newly signed Blake Griffin, who will be a good spot center. Yeah, Blake yeah. Griffin, maybe. He can and jump over cars. Likely you will see uh, Noah Vonway being that next big uh, based on performance in game one. Uh, he's likely to get one of the roster spots. Uh, and then you're in between J.D. Davison and... Uh, for the two-way, Kevin Gelly is also on a two-way. Uh, but the last last spot on the roster, that 15th spot, I'd say right now is between Cab, Cab for sure. He could be elevated from a two-way deal, then they could go get someone else on a two-way, maybe like a Travion Williams, who had a great summer league and was just released by the Golden State Williams, um, along with Matt McClung. Uh, or, or you could and, and fill that role. McClung was that. released? No. Was released, yes. That's um, that's not legal. I mean, he's the Trace McSorley of basketball. I mean, he wouldn't come on need now. the roster or probably the two-way spots. Uh, but the Warriors have a very deep roster. Oh, well, I mean, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Continue, um, though. But uh, I think likely that last spot goes to a wing-type player and you go because... Some of these guards have had injury concerns. I'd say probably either Broderick Thomas as like a guard, a small wing, um, who, who showed out in summer league, has been with the team for a few years, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Justin Jackson, um, who has had a few stints with the team, looks solid in summer league, decent shooting wing. Um, someone who's not obviously it's your fifteenth guy. You're not expected to get minutes, um, right? But, he just needs to look good on the end of the bench. That's really it. Yeah, but the, the, this is a deep, deep roster compared to last season. I mean, I, and even the guys that were here last season are probably going to get more minutes. 
i.e. Sam Hauser, who, who shooting the lights off, Dalinar's injury is definitely going to open time for him at that shooting wing spot. Hell yeah. Go bet his points over in the first game of the season. I guarantee it will hit because it would be like four and a half or something like that. Um, yep. But there's a lot to look up for in this, for the Celtics roster. Malcolm Brogdon looked incredible. Uh, and, and there's not much of a coaching fallout. So we mentioned that on the last podcast. Right. Um, but but top to bottom, this roster is solid. Uh, obviously, you're worried about that bench depth. Cornette probably the starter going into the season if he's healthy. Um, but they did try two different lineups. They started Derek White at the start of the game, a lineup they went to a bit last year when Rob was hurt. Uh, and then for the second half, they started Noah Vonley back to that double big. Um, I think there's a chance they try out a Blake Griffin start, depending on how he does in practice. Um, just because uh, uh, probably a spot of shooter you trust more than Vonley, and then Al can play more of a set five, which he does anyways when Rob's on the court, because Rob is the flexibility. Um I think they could try a Malcolm Brogdon start, but I don't think they will. Um, just because it's kind of a thing where you want him to fall into that six-man role, because once everyone's healthy, he's not going to be starting. Um, and he's kind of accepted that six-man role, get used to the bench guys. His connection with Sam Hauser already looks great. Um, with him driving and Sam Hauser playing off the ball, already has like a direct connection between those two, which is awesome. Love um, to see Derek White get in that mix, too. Yeah, Derek White looked good um, overall, defensively solid. He, he's, he's exactly what you expect him to be. If he can hit a consistent three, he's even better than you expect him to be. He's definitely ahead of Brogdon uh, in terms of who's going to start. Uh, but Brogdon's more of a... Uh, the, Derek White became somewhat a driving kick player because Celtics didn't really have that off the bench or even in the starting lineup other than Smart, but he became that. Like he's much better as a defensive anchor, spot-up shooter, uh, an off-ball creator, um, which you see him a lot more in with Brogdon. And White can play big, and that allows uh, uh, smaller lineups. At one point, they had Smart, Brogdon, and White on the court at the same time with, I think it was Hauser and Tatum. Um, which seems like a weird lineup at first, but this is the lineup that pushed that lead from like 15, 20 to like 30. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, listen, when we talk about the Celtics, I think we have a very strong team. I mean, listen, the team itself. And, and, and I, I think that this is, com- you know, a very, not, not a very controversial statement, but, a lot of the guys on the Celtics right now are either entering the prime of their career, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, like entering their best years, or Grant at least Williams. supposed to be, Grant Williams and, and Robert Williams, like all the Williams, um, but or both. Um, or you have guys who are already in their prime. Like Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Like he's not he, you can't really do much better than that. Obviously, he's gonna you know, improve in some ways and maybe regress a little bit this season in other ways. But generally speaking, we have guys who are either at the best points in their career or are only getting better. You know, we all know what Jason Tatum can do on the court. Um, and so we had a little bit of con- inconsistency last season, but the, he's 24 years old. I mean, he's not, he's not a, like a true vet yet. So like 
we need to kind of temper our expectations from last year and say, well, you know, he's still fairly young compared to so many other superstars in the NBA, and yet he's still doing so well. And the same thing with Jalen Brown. So we have guys who are only getting better. We have guys who are already at like the top of their career. So to me, this is really one of those years where the Celtics, you know, I think one of the big things that, you know, big focal points for the Celtics or focus points needs to be health. Like we need to stay healthy as a team. Um, and I think for me, that means, you know, winning games early on in the regular season. So we don't have to start Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown every game and say, Hey, listen, you're playing like 45, 40 minutes tonight, like for the last 20, 30 games of the season. Right. Cause we had a lot of injuries come up during the playoffs because we had Marcus smart playing all those minutes during the regular season because the Celtics had to win so many of those games just to put themselves in a playoff position. So I think that that's one of the biggest things they need to focus on. They need to like keep everyone healthy. Um, because I think that that's one of the few things that can really bring down any team, but particularly the Celtics given bench depth and stuff like that. I mean, um, yeah. What's your take on that? Yeah. The, the depth is really interesting. Um, and it's different. Um, I, I think one thing I'm looking out for is how, how small they play mm-hmm. at different points. I think a good, good way to, to, see that is going to be in their next preseason game. They're playing the Raptors. And if you don't know the Raptors, they don't have a center. They play Pascal Siakam at the center. They Off the bench, they have 6'8", Precious Achuya. They have 6'9", Christian Boucher, who only plays a spot-up shooter. Uh, they, they don't have a center at all. And when speaking to the Celtics depth additions, um, you have to see a lot of those guys, even uh, like even Gallo, who's hurt, Blake, um, even Brogdon. These are all guys that, that play big for their size and not a lot of small ball lineups to, to uh, scour. Even Noah Vonley is not that big. Uh, uh, he's, he's bigger than those guys on the, on the Raptors, but you saw him shoot a three. You don't see him, he's not a big rebounder. Um, so, I, so I really want to see the makeup of this team and how small they can get. It's something they didn't go to at all that much last year in the playoffs they did. But Right, it almost felt like the team, you know, we, it was always about I mean, having a bigger started, lineup. They started double bigs in 2022, you know, uh, when when your best teams in the decade ran off small ball. Right, I, it was a, it, it really was kind of an uh, anomaly for the Celtics. I mean, but when you have a guy like Robert Williams who is kind of really dynamic, and you have a guy like Al Horford who's just you know really talented at, in, in defensively and in a, in a very strong shooter, like it allows you to kind of run different lineups. But I do agree. I think that the Celtics need to be able to adapt this year because you're not going to have Robert Williams for a you know, for a good portion of the season. So you need to figure out how to adapt, how to find lineups. But I think so far, um, Coach Muzala, I think, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I think he's done a nice job. And again, I think as you and I both know, and as you've already said, like it's an internal hire. It's not an external hire. So it's not a, like someone is coming in new and it's a whole new system and a whole new person. And, and, And B, we have to remember that 
you know, John Muzala himself was being recruited by other teams to come and be their head coach this past offseason. So it wasn't, it's not like he's underqualified in any way. He's, you know, he's definitely qualified to be a head coach. Um, and, 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 you know, I think he's going to do a good job. It feels like, you know, him as a head coach, like I've seen some of the videos from practice and stuff like that. It seems like he has a, you know, garnered a lot of respect from the players and it seems like they have a good relationship with him. So I think that kind of the noise in Boston in terms of the actual team, the actual playing is very quiet. I don't think I've heard anything about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Like I haven't heard anything about that. I think that the noise is more surrounding the Celtics and kind of the ongoing situation with Ime Udoka. Um, but Connor, going to the season, how do you see us compared to the other competition in the Eastern Conference? Like, who are the toughest teams? Because um, I honestly think that the East this year is not going to be as tough as it has been in, in recent time. It seems like the I, East is deadly this year. The East is. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't. I think that's debatable. I mean, it depends on which James Harden shows up. It depends on if the Nets show up this year. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that there are a lot of factors that go but into it. You know it. who those play. You know, James Harden looks more in shape than ever. That is true. I mean, listen, I've heard, I've heard he hasn't been at the strip club as much. He hasn't been at those all morning, all day buffets at the strip club. I've heard he's been working out. So good for him. I've heard Kyrie's taking some education classes, learning that the earth is in fact round and not flat. So, you know, no, but all jokes aside, seriously, I, I yeah, I've seen, I've seen the reports on that, but I mean, honestly, do we think that the, you know, who, who, who are our biggest competition? Talk to us about it. Not even mentioning net net. And Sixers, Freshman, you have the bots who are clearly, uh, I think that goes without saying, but yes. They took you to seven without uh, Chris Middleton. Mm -hmm. You have um, the Cavs, who just added Donovan Mitchell to a team that was the three seed before everyone got injured. That's true. Uh, you have the Hawks, who just added DeJounte Murray to a team that's biggest weakness was defense. You had one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. Um, you have the Miami Heat, who just took you to game seven in the playoffs, uh, and they have... And Peace is getting better. They have obviously you expect guys like Hero to to try to get back to where he was before the playoffs. We'll see uh, about that. The year you have uh, young guys like Struess and Vincent, and uh, maybe they're not young, but inexperienced <laughs> guys looking to take jumps. Um, you have Detroit just traded for. Bojan Bogdanovic, who is the, the third option on a Jazz team, who is a top three seed for years. You added that to, to Kate Cunningham, Sadiq Bey, fifth overall pick, Jaden Ivey. That's a sneaky team that's up there. New York Knicks added Jalen Brunson to a team that all they were really missing is a true point guard. You add a point guard to that. Washington Wizards, like, solid end in a year on the court. Beal, Porzingis, Kuzma, Denny of Dijon looked amazing in EuroLeague. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, best player, ended up getting arrested for domestic abuse. We won't talk about that. <laughs> um, then you get into kind of... Nice like, segue, Chicago. Connor. The Chicago Bulls uh, are missing Alonzo Ball um, for some time. I mean, if Toots says he can barely run, which is worrisome, but they have a log jam at guard, uh, and they have a decent pick. They got, uh, I think, a, a solid player in Terry. Uh, 
they they still have DeRozan who had an incredible season. Vucevic is there. Zach Levine just got paid, paid. Uh, Alex Caruso is healthy. Patrick Williams is healthy. Um, and then you get into kind of the teams that uh, the Toronto Raptors. I forgot to mention because we talked about them earlier. The preseason is is here. Scotty Barnes probably taking a jump. I mean, that's ten deep, eleven deep. Um, okay, so so we got competition. That take us six seats in the West. The eleventh team in the the East had taken a six seed in the West. You know. Um, All right, so so let me ask you a question then. Where do you see the Celtics finishing? How many wins do you see us having? Uh, and who do you think is above I, us? I think it's hard not to put the Celtics at one, uh, especially how they dominated the, the tail end of last year. It's Fair. System. Malcolm Brogdon looks great. They didn't lose anybody in rotation. They just added their biggest weakness and bench playmaking and uh, pick and roll guys. Um, and then obviously you're worried about the Rob injury and – uh, the Gallo injury, but I think Harrison for that one. Well, I, I think it's hard not to put this team first. They've always been regular season performers. Um, they were by far the best team in the league to end last season in the regular season. Um, that, that is hard not to put that team first. But around them, you have to think the Sixers, who always play well in the regular season, the Bucks um, up there as well. Uh, you got to think the Nets are getting a, a, a lot of wins just off the back of superstar performances we did and we out. That's true. I, I okay. So I'll I'll tell you. I had the Celtics at two this year, finishing at at the second seed. I just I don't know. I mean, I just didn't feel like. I feel like they definitely can finish at one. I also feel like they can finish at three. I think they'll be top three for sure. Um, my thing was like I just I saw the. You know, the Rob Williams injury, I feel like, okay, maybe they have a kind of a slow start. I mean, there are definitely some other good teams in the East. You know, it's – but I do agree. I feel like we will finish top three, and I definitely think we can finish at number one, too. I don't think that – I don't think that that's impossible, right? But um, there are some good teams in the East. Now, what are your expectations for this season? At, at the end of this season, Connor, what would make you happy – what would make you pleased? What would make you disappointed? Like, what are what kind of what are your levels for the Celtics this year um, uh, uh, at the end of the season, results wise? I think you gotta make it to at least the conference finals, or it's a failure of the season. That's what I, I said. Happy. I think I'd be happy making it back to the finals. I would be mad if they lost in the finals to a to a good team. Like if the Clippers make the finals fully healthy, John Wall back to back to his usual self. I would be mad if the Celtics lose that series. Uh, right. I'd be more mad that they lost to the Warriors last year than that. Uh, but showing that this team is here to stay, showing that the additions are good, showing that the coach is not a big is not a drop off. Uh, and that and right. kind of the season, all the players have obviously. I'm sure attitudes going in as highlighted by media day uh, in a season where I mean, big change right before the season, your big free agent, your biggest free agent signing gets out uh, before even training camp starts playing overseas, your starting center and BPOY candidate is hurt for, month, for over a month to start the year, maybe two, maybe three. Uh, it, it's something that 
that if you end the season, make it to the finals with all the, usually for a team that just makes it to the finals, you, you keep the team about the same, you run it back, you try to get back there. Um, this is a team that now has to overcome hurdles, a lot of hurdles in their way. And right. it's not like a surefire thing that you'll be back there. And it's not a surefire thing to everyone. And that might be better for them to overcome these. Hurdles right. What, so in your, in your mind, what would, what, at the end of the season, what, if the Celtics finished at, at where or when, what would make it a failure? What, what would, at the end of the season, what, what would you be like, Hey, this was, this was not good. I think, I think they got to make the conference finals. You got to win two playoff rounds. Um, so then, to you, anything less than that is a is a bad team. Okay, no, I'm on the yeah. same page with you actually. And, and you might not be happy making it, not making it to the finals, losing the conference finals. You're obviously not happy, but the stuff they had to overcome. Uh, you right. Can see I, the future. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think I think it's hard finals. to have your expectations to be getting to the finals. I think it's okay if that's your goal. Um, and at the end of the season, listen, I, of course, I think I'll be disappointed too if the Celtics go out in the conference finals. But I at least think that that shows that, hey, we got a really good, consistent team. Like, finals, conference finals, back-to-back years. I mean, that that's really good right there. And I think we got, you know, room to grow. But we're, we're doing very well. I think that if we lose in the second round of the playoffs, I think that's I, – I agree. I think we have to make the playoffs. I think we have to finish as a top three seed. And I think we have to win two playoff rounds, um, and and be competitive in that in that conference finals. If not, win it. Um, after that, you know, if we get back to the finals, I think it's all. I think it's. I think you know, definitely want to win it. Because um, again, you don't know how many opportunities you get. Like it's not, it's not, it's not just that easy to get back to the finals year after year. Um, but you know, I honestly think that the Celtics. I feel good about them though this year. I do. I, I feel positive. I got good expectation. I think I got real realistic expectations. Um, you know, Connor, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you you, you like to cover? Well, the Celtics just tweeted that Blake Griffin is wearing ninety one, which is kind of disgusting looking. Yeah, it's kind of odd. I guess it's I guess it's an odd uh, note to Dennis Rodman. Uh, so if he can rebound like Dennis Rodman, you're in for a good season. Yeah, I mean it's kind of an ugly number, but all right, you now I guess. There's not many numbers on the Celtics. <laughs> That's true. Not too many left available. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts on the Celtics this season? No, I think we covered it well. I think uh, you you have to look forward to it. Uh, Michael Dean pronounced Joe Mazzulla's name wrong. Um, what did I say? You said, I think, Mazzulla or something like that. Joe Mazzulla. Like, there you go. You flipped, like, uh, vowels there. Well, okay. To be fair, I don't actually have his name in front of me, so I'm not actually reading the name. But, yeah. I mean, listen. As Connor and I both know, pronunciation of names does take, you know, one or two tries. I mean, we've gotten pretty good at it. Western High School Baseball has some very – um. How do I put this delicately? Difficult to pronounce names. Yeah, um, Nick Now that one's not as hard, but some of the others are definitely a little bit, a little bit more uh, challenging. However, um, you know we do it. So, Coach Joe, sorry about that. We'll be better. I'll be better in the future. Um, but seriously, I, I do think that the Celtics. 
I'm excited to watch them this season. I mean, listen, last year, I would say I really got into the NBA come playoff time. This season, I know the season hasn't started. Connor and I will hopefully be able to do kind of an NBA preview type of episode. Maybe not as we always do, where we do conference by conference and really get into team by team. But, 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 big but. Um, I think that we will, I'm going to try to be able to watch more basketball, just generally like more Celtics, probably keep in tune with it. Cause I did enjoy it at the end of last season. It's not my favorite sport, but I do, I did like it quite a bit at the end of last season and, and, you know, go seas, man. I think we really got a good shot this year. I'd like to see us get off to a nice start. Um, just really like, not like last year where we were just at the bottom. We need to have a strong start this year. Strong start, strong middle, strong finish. Finishes the one seed right to the finals. Beat the crap out of the Warriors or whoever it is. And then, you know, let's have a party. Raise number 18 down. Let's get it. Let's get it, Connor. Number 18, you ready? Sure. Yeah. All right. That'd be nice. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Master Plan. Thank you to Connor for joining me here today. An excellent episode. This was the fourth one I've recorded today. I'm done talking. That's been a lot. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it? Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State. Open shot. Fate of the universe on the line. Or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. You better hit it. I want Iguodala.